0: You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayor, on this Thursday afternoon. Now I'm super excited to welcome back uh, to the program the one and the only Andrew Dambina, our food and drinks correspondent. How are you doing, Andy?
1: I am okay today, thank you, Noreen. The Andy threw me for a moment, but I, yes, people I, do call me that.
0: No, you know, I usually call you Anders, but you know, sometimes I call you Andrew. Yeah, Why not it up. Why not Andy? D- does anybody call you Andres? No, no, nobody's called me that, but my uh, my uh, mother-in-law
1: calls me Anzie because she can't really quite say Andrew, so it's Anzie, just FYI.
0: Wow, Anzie, that's, yeah. that's a new one.
1: <laughs> yeah, feel free to use.
0: Yeah, Anzie it is for today. So yeah. Anzie, okay. what have you got for yeah. us today?
1: Well, okay, it's a, it's a bit of kind of a food news roundup today, starting off with a couple of things in Hong Kong. And um, uh, I'll just ask you a a few weeks ago, you might you might know this already, but I'll just test your uh, savviness here, Noreen. A surprising, (laughs) you love being put on the spot, don't you? A surprising edible symbol of the protests in Hong Kong emerged a few weeks ago. A Hong Kong food item. What do you reckon it is?
0: Is it a is it a drink you're referring to? Or are you talking about an actual no. food? No. Oh.
1: Okay, so it's not drinks. Uh, it's a uh, it's a food item that has been made. so It's not an ingredient. Um, it's something that I'll give you a clue. It's got something. It's got something that connects it with the place that it's made.
0: Um. Oh, this. is... So, Oh. The reason
1: it's become popular is because of the place that it's made in, in northern parts of Hong Kong,
0: Yuen Long, some somewhere.
1: Yes, she has the place. Oh, okay. What's the item?
0: Um, th- th- so many. The uh, clock's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of that Joey Tribbiani Friends episode when he's like a ghost, does everything. Okay, oh. anyway, it's not really related, but um, uh, something no. from Yuen Long, what? um, uh, uh, fish balls.
1: No, I'll put you out of your misery. Time's up. It's um, the rice cake. Also, oh, also. yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. Yes, so it's be-
1: yes. It, it's become a bit of a symbol of... Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it was. It might be short-lived because so much has happened every day, you know, since a few weeks ago. But um, But I thought as it became a symbol, even if it's not still during the protests, let's have a quick look at what that is all about for people who aren't familiar with it, particularly... It's also known as the sweetheart cake, and um, it can loosely be called a pie because it has, uh, as I'm sure you all know, Noreen, a flaky, thin crust of pastry, um, and uh, inside of it is a candied uh, winter melon.
0: Yes, it's pretty delicious stuff.
1: They're great when they're fresh, actually. I've never had the Yuen Long ones, which are well-known, but if you ever get one in a bakery that's just been made and it's still warm anywhere in Hong Kong, they are quite delicious, actually. Um, they're, they're thought to be named after the uh, the wife of a dim sum cook who created it, and uh, which was in Yuen Long, and the textural contrast between that flaky uh, crust of pastry on the outside and its kind of... It's quite a gooey centre, isn't it? If you have a fresh one... It's, um, if, if, it's, if you're having one that's uh, been lying around for a while, it can be quite chewy, like very chewy. Mm. Um, so, the, the uh, yeah, the sweetness um, comes out the more you chew it and so does the flavour. It's a very subtle filling, to be honest, um, and it's traditionally a popular choice of pastry within a pastry platter that the bridegroom sends to his bride's parents following an engagement. Now, I found that out after doing a bit of research I didn't know about this, so sadly, the, uh, my uh, <coughs> mother-in-law, who calls me Anzi, did not get a platter of pastries when uh, my, uh, my my wife decided uh, that, that she would accept the invitation to marriage. What, what, what about when uh, when your husband uh, proposed and you, you got engaged? Any pastry platter to your mum?
0: No, we didn't do any low-paw bangs or anything. But I know my mum and my grandma, they are fans of it. And also the thousand egg uh, pastry as well, the thousand-year-old oh, yeah. pastry, which thousand year is yeah, exactly which is similar yeah. to lopopang bang. The same pastry, yeah. the same sort of lotus but, seed filling, yeah. plus the egg, plus the thousand-year mm. egg. It's
1: right, right. Well, you, you know, you know that, that that would have happened in her day and your mum's day.
0: Yes, um, um, I, I know for sure. My uh, no, we didn't have it uh, at, at, at my no, wedding, no. but no, I don't no. think my mum. I don't think my mum had it either. She's not very. Oh, right. She's not too traditional either. No. that for my right. aunts for sure.
1: Okay. Well, it's um so the, the 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 current ones that are made and being a specialty of uh Long, um there are a few um pastry places, bakeries that actually started off as dim sum restaurants. Um the origin, I'll just let you know, the uh, the, the it was a novelty when it first started, which was uh actually um, in the In the late 1970s it 's not such an old uh, creation so it was, it was created in the 1970s late 1970s, and it became an instant hit in a dim sum restaurant uh, called Hang Heung, um in Yunlong which is which has long since closed because as a result of the uh, <coughs> of people queuing up for a very long time for these uh, for these wife cakes. Uh, the restaurant closed in 1980 and they uh, they just opened bakeries instead. So Hang Heung um, and uh, other pastry shops that then followed the idea, as uh, tends to be the way in any place when a trend proves popular, so that's um, Wing Wah and Tai Tung also in uh, Yuen Long, they became all possessed by creating wife cakes. And, uh, and people would go in the 80s from over around Hong Kong up to Yuen Long to um to try these uh these cakes because they that that's the only place they're immediately available and there was a big fuss about them it became like a craze. So um I mean this this also obviously recently the reason it became a symbol is because of the things that happened uh in, in Yunlong uh on uh, I think it was twenty first of July where um you know the, the much covered uh um outrage of the white T shirt clad uh um Triads probably who who were just beating people indiscriminately at, at the MTR station uh, and actually on the carriages uh, on the carriages, rather um, just uh, <clears throat> you know we 've all heard about this before don 't need to go into it but um, as a uh, as a result of the outrage and uh, the, and the police's um, failure to step in and do anything about it, um, the protesters uh, decided the following week on the twenty seventh of July to um, to go back to yoon they were um they were ordered off doing so <clears throat> excuse me by the police um to protest so instead they decided to go on a uh, on a wife cake eating tour of yoon long and they went to all three bakeries that i mentioned just before and they ate them out of business within an hour or two <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a, it's an interesting story and since the 27th of july um, on social media and uh, occasionally on placards, there might, you might see a, uh, a pastry, the uh, the wife cake, uh, being 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 shown as a, as one of the uh, many um, sort of symbols or reference points of this now two month plus um, um, you know series of protests that have been going on. So that's just a tie in there with my <laughs> Tuesday food report on on that. Um, so.
0: Apart that's, from that's made me really feel like I really fancy a wife cake now. I reckon I can get yeah, it from one of the bakeries, uh, Chinese bakeries. Uh, in Trinity Town where I. Where I bet I,
1: live. I, I bet you will be able to. I mean, it's um, all all of the tiny, uh, even the one-off uh, pastry shops that are not part of chains uh, have, have been, I think, um, selling them mm. for uh, you know for, for, for quite a while now. I guess it just depends on how they go down in, that, in in your particular hood, Noreen. You in fact you, you you moved to
0: you're in Kennedy Town now, right? That's right. And um yeah. juxtaposition of really cool and trendy new bars and restaurants and, and whatnot, but also loads of loads of old bakeries. Old really old school yeah. bakeries that yeah. uh, you know, open at like five thirty in the morning and stay mm. open until midnight. It's really quite remarkable.
1: Right. Well, you'll have to report back to us uh, on on, it, on whether you have managed to find a decent white cake in your neighbourhood. I bet you will.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have a I'll have a look around,
1: um, yeah. scanning yeah. the
0: area for some.
1: Right. Well, mo- moving on to another another uh, topic here. Um, topic, incidentally, let's let's segue into this topic. When you were living in the UK, um, topic was a chocolate bar. Did you ever have that?
0: No. In the
1: UK? What's it called? It, it, a topic? It was called Topic, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's still around. It was a hazelnut and chocolate uh, snack, a bit like the other famous snacks, um, you know, that you can get in bar form. And um, But uh, the reason I mention it as a little stepping stone is I wondered if you've seen the new special edition Snickers bars at the moment, which have slogans on the uh, on the packaging for the bar instead of the actual brand name.
0: Have you seen that? No, I haven't. What, here in Hong Kong?
1: They are available in Hong Kong, although they're not in every every supermarket or convenience store. But um, but they were they were produced. I guess I haven't had a close look at the label. I don't have one in front of me now, so I'm not sure if it's from either Australia or US editions of whoever you know, whichever massive manufacturer makes Snickers bars. Um, But they are reading instead of the name of the product, they're reading things like this: feisty, snarly. Annoyed and gloomy, and it's really funny that they've come out right now in the last in the last couple of months. They're available in Hong Kong in some in some uh, supermarkets or food shops. So, um, just just saying, if you actually if you if you could choose a confectionery item and name it uh, something uh, at the moment that doesn't need to do be connected with anything political at all, it could be to do with your own personal thoughts and feelings. What would it be, Noreen? Oh, <laughs> another I, ma- another know, massive on the spot.
0: I know. I love it when you put me on the spot. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no warning. Didn't, 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 didn't text you about
0: this one. No, no, no. <laughs> S- say it again. So if I could uh, create my own food item yeah. or my own slogan, which one is it?
1: Well, if you could choose a confectionery ice, item, and it doesn't need to be an existing one, like I just mentioned, which is a brand that we all know. It could be one of your invention, or it could be an existing one that we do all know. And if you could put your own slogan across it, right now, at the moment, what would it be?
0: Oh, I don't know. Um, is there a chocolate bar called Flaky?
1: Flaky? There's one called Flake? <laughs> oh, Flake, oh. okay. Ah, <laughs> just out of why? So that one, that's clever. Sure. Very clever. Sure. Very clever. All uh- right. I, I was I, I was thinking uh, that you might go for uh, a chocolate
0: bar called Sweet Dreams, maybe, Nori. Oh, oh, Sweet Dreams. <laughs> I think you're referring to my weird and wonderful dream, to be honest. It was a... a you're a, going to share? Yeah, why not? You know, y- YOLO, we only live once. I had a dream yeah. last night, and it, this isn't the first time. It's a bit worrying. This isn't the first time I've had a dream of President Xi Jinping. Anyway, yesterday's dream was... It was really bizarre we we sat down and and I was trying to explain to him the, the the sort of deep-rooted problems here in Hong Kong. I was talking about the high property prices and and what the young people were worried about and their despair. Uh, I highlighted some of the vested interest and collusions and it was bizarre mm. because he really he was really listening and and he told me he understood the situation in Hong Kong and we became friends. It was well it was bizarre.
1: That is very strange. I mean, I'm not sure about the last part there, about the becoming friends. You never know. But but it, but, but if everything works out and he says something, uh, you know, about understanding all of Hong Kong's problems in the next uh, foreseeable future, then uh, we might call you something of a prophet there.
0: Well, you never know. You never know. Um, he, he seemed to really, in my dream, he was nodding and he, re- he said he understood. And um, our friendship uh, hopefully will continue into real life. I don't well, know. Good,
1: good, good luck with that, Nori. <laughs> they
0: okay. sound really delusional, me, me, don't
1: they? Yeah, yeah. Me, me, meanwhile, look out for those bars with feisty, snarly, annoyed, and gloomy over them instead of the uh, the usual chocolate brand
0: with that has for it. peanuts in it. Yep.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and m- moving on to our uh, just our final talking point for today. Um, you spent time studying in the UK. I know we've talked about it before you worked in a pub in Canterbury I believe.
0: Good Uh, memory. It's called the Thomas Beckett and it's got hops all over the ceiling.
1: I remember you saying that. That just sounds really nice. Well it's not about Canterbury itself but I'm just just wondering when you were in the UK did you ever eat a meal uh, in or a takeaway from Spud You Like? Does that ring a bell with you at all?
0: No I've never tried it. What kind of cuisine is it?
1: Okay, right. Well, it um, it was a very popular chain, and it's an unlikely premise because it doesn't sound that kind of sexy in today's world of, you know, whatever type of burgers people are talking about and so on. It was, um, it was filled baked potatoes with things that ranged from really simple fillings from, uh, let's say, baked beans to, uh, to grated cheese, or sometimes for the more uh, calorie-conscious... Uh, vegetables and more sort of salad fillings. So it was basically a, a, a fast food chain in the UK that was around when I grew up, um, and has been around for a long time, that fills jacketed potatoes. And it, it sold them as fast food, and it was meant to be a healthy alternative to burgers and chips and stuff like that.
0: Oh, fair so, enough.
1: So, so that was called Spudgy Light. Well, um, unfortunately, Noreen, you didn't try it when you were there and you won't be able to try it uh next time you visit the UK because um it has it's the latest in a uh, in a restaurant business to go out of business following what we discussed with Jamie's Italian. I was gonna say, is empire. it owned
0: by Jamie's Oliver. <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
1: No, it's not. Uh, it's owned by a completely different uh, business uh, by by a, a kind of businessman who who does mm. a few runs a few different businesses. And um, but they just announced uh, a week or two ago that they're going to close all 37 outlets in the United Kingdom after failing to uh, to get a backing for to rescue the place. And it's just an interesting one because I'm just thinking about the concept of selling jacketed potatoes. It's um it, it, you know. It, it was a really big thing in its day. Um, there were, it was, it was given a lot of name checks in comedies, like Harry Enfield, um, mentioned, uh, it uh, mentioned it a lot on TV. Um, so did Victoria Wood and all of those comedians of, of that day. That was probably, you know, it's a bit before your time, but 80s comedians were, it was the sort of thing that nobody thought would ever disappear. And, um, and I, and I was trying to think, there hasn't really been anything like that in Hong Kong. Not a, fast food or, you know, ready to eat place that's that's um, you know, just priced reasonably like a fast food place that does jacketed potatoes. It never it never really seems to branch out of the UK and really in some ways it made it surprising that it even lasted forty five years. Wow. It started in yeah started in Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, with one outlet and it soon became uh, something that uh, that had over three hundred employees. Um, that have just been put out of work um, a couple of weeks ago across its nearly forty outlets, so um, okay, you hadn 't heard of that maybe one or two of our our li- listeners will have done, but um is that any is that ever something that you during either student days or I remember as a student sometimes it was one of those things if you were busy, you could just chuck a baked a potato in in an oven and then just fill it with something like baked beans and grated cheese, really low. Priced kind of uh, fodder to uh, to to sort of treat as a, as a, as a oh, meal. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. We had it at the Thomas Beckett. It was delicious, and you could have it with ah. um, you could have it with a bit of bacon, a bit of tuna, and sweet yeah. corn, uh, like you yeah. said, baked beans, and sprinkled with cheese, um,
1: cream cheese, and bacon bits, and all of that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at um, why is a jacket potato called a jacket potato? Um,
1: well. I mean, it's skin is considered a jacket,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's that simple. <laughs> right. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was more complicated than that, but oh, you're right. It's just right. because it's been baked with its skin on.
1: Yeah. Sounds, so I, I guess whenever that phrase was, was coined, it sounded a little, a little more proper than saying potato with its skins on. <laughs> 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 it was it was kind of upselling a uh a baked potato maybe i don't know but um uh yeah so i mean oliver's uh super sandwiches i know um i when i first came to hong kong and even you know i kind of noticed on their menu boards if i ever which i rarely do either um that they still have a few on their menu but in the 90s there were tons more on their menu they had a whole section that's uh Soup sandwiches. They had a whole section. Obviously, it was a bit of a trend that was left over. I don't know if it uh, uh, was beyond uh, the UK studly-like branch. Uh, whether it was particularly particularly popular in America or not, I don't know. But um, but but Oliver's here did have a go. But uh, but there's not many left, so. I guess it's something that's
0: just kind of died out. I know, and anyway, that's so uh, sad. yeah. I'm I'm looking at uh, when it became sort of popular. Um, mm. according to Wikipedia, uh, jack jacket potato, yeah. baked potato uh, became popular in the in the mid 19th century where they were sold in the UK on the streets mm. by hawkers, especially during autumn and winter months. That kind of reminds me of like in Hong Kong where we have I don't chestnuts. know, chestnuts exactly, but you, yeah. you know, in, in in the UK you guys have British uh jacket potatoes That's kind of nice well
1: it, it it is it is, and I have seen that on streets, even it might have started um in the nineteenth century. I may be a couple of years older than you Noreen, but uh just, definitely in, just my, one or two. in my yeah, yeah. but it, but, it, but in my in my time growing up, there were jacket potatoes being sold kind of near tube stations in the middle of the winter as well as chestnuts in the u k and if you If you go to um, the north china um it's quite common to see uh sweet potatoes. Uh, in some places, being uh, being cooked in winter as well. So I think there is a, you know, there is a tradition of it being a snack, but just not maybe the uh, the basis of a meal, which is where Spudgy likes might have gone wrong. Oh
0: well, I'm you sad know? to hear that. But lucky, it's not exactly a difficult dish to recreate at home. So for those of you who fancy a jacket potato or two, um, yeah. bake away at home. Indeed. Yes, meanwhile. Anyway. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. Andrew, thank you so much uh, indeed for your sharing today. Until next week, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Noreen. Bye
0: uh, now. Have a good week. Yes, bye for now. And um, a